Welcome to Pastors with Pour Overs. I'm Cody. And I am Kyle. And today, we've decided to uh, switch up our uh, orientation today. So hopefully this is more pleasing to the eyes for the YouTube viewers. Um, it's a little more cozy. Yeah, sense. I feel so close to you right now. It's cool. <laughs> well, we also... Um, I guess you can see our faces a little bit better. Hello. There's so many benefits to it. I, I think they can see our custom mugs still. Uh, hopefully some sponsoring going on there. Um, but today, let's just get right into the coffee. Why don't we? Um, we are using Timber Train mm-hmm. coffee. This is an empty bag, um, <laughs> but I keep the bag specifically for the purpose of being able to show it off. Because I throw it in like a mason jar once I've opened the bag. So feels like a very timber train thing to do. Like what? if you go into the timber train, it's such a just like hipster oh, yeah. coffee shop. Yeah. And then you get the beans. You have to put them in a mason jar. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, uh, yeah, it's very hipster of me. So, uh, but what we got here is a Kenyan coffee, which I bought because well, I like timber train. Um, but also uh, I have not had a lot of Kenyan coffee. Mm. Um, lots of Ethiopians, which is my favorite. Um, but this is a washed process from the region of Moringa, for anyone who knows Kenya and its regions. Um, and I used um, the, I'm going to really mess up the pronunciation of this, but the Kubomi method of uh preparing the bed it's literally not even for pouring i don't even know if i told you that um but basically i stuck a chopstick in oh you did the swirl thing yeah it's you like move it around and you make basically like a swirl um and it's supposed to help you saturate the grounds better i see it on instagram all the time yeah it's fun yeah I, i really enjoyed doing it um did it saturate the coffee better potentially um, there was a really flat bed at the end. I feel like the bloom went really well. Um, how does it taste? Did it, I, I kind of just like off the cuff, I did like, uh, so 36 grams of coffee, like a 65 gram, uh, bloom. And then I just did two more pours to get to 600. So mm-hmm. three, I think I did 300 and then whatever the rest is, 240. So how is it? It tastes good. It's, uh, as I was saying, it's a very sort of like standard coffee. Like I feel like non-specialty coffee people could appreciate this, but also specialty coffee people. Like it's a good, like it doesn't have any crazy, like uh, one of the tasting notes is pomegranate. And I think like I can kind of get that, but it's more like this, like the seed flavor yeah. of the pomegranate. Not super fruity. I would say to use a very um, coffee tasting term, very syrupy oh. um, body to it, very syrupy body. Um, just very nice and full, which is great. My first time, it's kind of unfortunate, but the first time that I opened this up and used it, I think has been my best cup of it. And then hmm. I've just been messing around since then. And oh. it just hasn't been as good, which is unfortunate. But um, really nice. I like it. And I like the the cafe downtown as well. It, it is. It's a neat place. Yeah. And I, I enjoy it. They have like a fake train yeah. thing in it. Yeah. Timber train. Well, 
Does using coffee terms like syrupy bring you joy, Kyle? It brings me a lot of joy. It does. That's good. Because uh, today we wanted to talk about joy. We just did a, a, an episode on zeal. And I think it, it basically came up that we're like, yeah, but zeal isn't joy. And yeah, there's a difference. And then we're just doing a series of clarifications. <laughs> Well, we talked about uh, doing an episode on zeal, yeah, and then we that naturally brought us to the talk, topic of joy. And then, spoiler spoiler alert! Next week, we're going to be talking about like I don't know what we'll call it, but like delight, yeah, delighting in like the kind of stuff. The opposite, well, the the negative side would be asceticism, which is the idea that you you can't enjoy anything, yeah. Enjoying life. You no, know, to be like that's like the what is it the the Quakers that came up with like cornflakes and they're like we need cereal that tastes Did bad. They actually, yeah, it was. No, I feel like I can't lying. tell the details of the story on air, or we'll is have that, to flag this as explicit. Is but that they, what Quaker oats? They thought is? that like their their really boring cereal would help prevent you from certain sinful temptations interesting and yeah it's kind of i don't know how true it is or if that's just like a, a modern myth but i really want to um i want it to be true the origin of cornflakes was that it was meant to fuel men towards more pure living <laughs> what? whereas sugary that's tasty wild. foods foods that taste good encourage sin but anyways today we're wow. we're talking about joy and and I was not planning this this transition, but I mean, we can kind of laugh about it. I just wanted to say this is a, a big topic for me because I I personally have struggled with depression and anxiety for most of my life. I've had some really, really low seasons and seasons where I like if I didn't have faith if I didn't have the grace of God and the hope of the gospel where I don't actually know where I'd be today. Um, like I've really had some, some low lows. And when I was in, in Bible college, and I don't think I've ever told you about this before, Kyle, no, when I was in Bible college, to tell me. I just didn't put it in the notes because I want to yeah. actually say it instead of reading it, having you read it. But uh, in my Bible college days, people like, like I was known as sort of just like not happy like, <laughs> like you were like i wasn't like a, a super like woo fun times person and people were like yeah yeah like you or the people were just like yeah it's cody he's always sad we like him but he's sad <laughs> like, and uh That's very sad in and of itself and someone yeah i just felt like i didn't like that and i didn't yeah. like being known for that so i got i got like serious this is a funny statement i got serious about joy and uh mm. i spent a decent amount of time like, I think it probably took me about two years. I like a journal and I just wrote down thoughts about joy. I read all the scriptures about joy. I I interviewed basically, like not formally, but I just like asked people who I perceived as really joyful. Um, I just asked them like, you seem really joyful. What brings you joy? Like, mm -hmm. tell me about joy. How do I be <laughs> joyful like, be like you? you? And uh yeah, so it's a it's a topic that I like to talk about and it's something that I think gets like a weird like it just kind of gets glazed over a lot of times like 
people are like, well, scripture says to be joyful, which it does. And we'll get into, so you, you got to just be joyful. And it's like, yeah, but I'm sad. And they're like, don't, that's a sin. Be yeah. joyful. And they're <laughs> like, oh, wow. Okay. And it's like, oh no, I think it deserves some real discussion. And for us, I, um, this has been, I mean, I'll speak for myself, but I think we probably would both agree. This has been kind of a discouraging season. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's funny. We, uh, talked about uh we were talking through like topics we could do for the the podcast and everything as you can tell we really plan these out far in advance like have a Mm year-long schedule but talking it out a few weeks ago and um uh well i told me the story last week about how how zeal came up in my mind and then that brought us to joy and stuff and then um in the providence of god um we've just had well we've kind of shared with each other so i can say we but we've just had kind of a a more tough time in our lives the past little while. Um, Lots of stress, I think Mm -hmm. for both of us, I think like, uh, and like even for me, like stress of work and like just everything. Um, So that brings about a lot of like discouraging times and nights and I don't know. When the the conversations, I guess, I don't know. The added element of like, well, we both are bivocational and we have work at the same cafe and mm-hmm. serve the same church. And then we have like church stresses and things happening at church that are really difficult and discouraging at the same time that stuff at the cafe is just like nonsense. <laughs> and yeah, it's just sort of like hit us, but it's a good, I think a good time. Um, it's, a, it's always awful when you're having like, I, I, feel like I do pretty well not showing my emotions at work as far as like if something's bugging I don't. me. <laughs> but, but then like there's always that customer that um, will order a latte and then you're on the bar, you make them their latte with beautiful latte art and they're like, have any sugar? And you're like, yeah, could have asked this before, but yep. And we don't have sugar packets just so everyone knows. Like, I don't know, we just don't. So then... And with the nature of COVID and everything, we have to spoon it in yeah. for them. And then you go over and you're like, how many would you like? And like, oh, can I not do it? No, sorry, I have to do it. And then they're like, I'm like, how many would you like? Five. Five. Like, yeah. And it's like, it's just moments like that where you're like, okay, okay. So like stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> that, that has not been the cause of my, um, the hard times. It's just like the icing on the cake. But um, yes. Yeah. Anyways, all that all to areas. say, like going going through difficult seasons, or if you like I have have struggled with anxiety and depression, this really highlights our deeper desire for something more than just entertainment, the more than just like games and little more like distractions or circumstantial happiness. It it highlights and brings to surface that we have an innate longing for real deep joy. Yeah. And I think that's a really important thing at the beginning of this to point out is that like happiness and joy are very different things. Although we like clump them together, together sometimes, mm-hmm. like even in the past little while, like where I have been discouraged or feeling down or whatever. Um, like I've seen a couple of really funny movies and I've had like, a great two hour period of watching yeah. a funny movie. Um, and like I was, you know, you're happy in those moments and stuff. And so you can be in times of discouragement, have happiness. And then like the movie's done and you're like, now I'm yeah. sad again. 
because the movie's over. At least they were good movies. Yeah. But, you know, like, happiness is kind of for a moment where joy is actually, like, it can go throughout the whole circumstance. Yeah. And happiness, like, joy kind of gets to the root of things or is happiness. Like, even... Oh, was it a week ago or two weeks ago? I was playing disc golf, which you love to Amazing. tease me about, with uh, with one of my roommates and one Watch of our friends. Professional disc golf, Cody's so, coming. So good, uh, but like I got a text about something like church related. It was, it was like you know this is going on with this family, and I was like, oh, I'm so frustrated. I'm so stressed. And then they're like, it's okay, let's just play disc golf. Let's just, like, not, don't think about that today. It's, it's your day off, let's disc golf. But then every time I, like, throw a bad shot, I was like, oh, it was the worst shot ever. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. It's like, because it wasn't really, like, it's a, it's a distraction. It, it Like, disc golf, like, being with friends, it makes me happy, but it mm-hmm. didn't really address the, the deeper issue. But Yeah. And it, so when we, when we talk about joy specifically, what we're saying is um, the definition that, I don't know, did you come up with this or did you get this on Google? Or um, take credit if I'm, you'd I'm like. I'm pretty sure this is from John Piper, I oh. think. I've just sort of. The joy pastor. I sort of just combined different definitions into this one that I think is good. Yeah, so joy is um, a deep abiding satisfaction and delight. And specifically in that, in the context we're talking about it in, is specifically in God and what he has given us. Mm-hmm. So having a deep abiding satisfaction and a delight in God and in the things that, that he gives us as well, yeah. namely our salvation. Sort of like that that underlying base, like like a baseline satisfaction. Like even if you know, you're not satisfied. Like if you're, I don't know if you're like, this coffee is terrible. Like it was last week and we're not satisfied with the coffee. Like we're still satisfied with God. We're still satisfied with what he has given us, you know, that we can do a podcast that we have these underlying like satisfaction. That is our joy, that Mm -hmm. baseline, deep abiding, meaning it's lasting, it's longing, it's there, satisfaction and delight. Yeah. First reason we talk about joy, too, and why we should have joy as Christians is because Scripture tells us to. It's, it's true. I think the, yeah, the passage everyone knows is Philippians 4.4, 4, you know, re- rejoice in the Lord always, uh, uh, say it again, rejoice. Mm-hmm. Pro- is there a song? There I'm has sure to there be a is, song. Especially one from like the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. Which was a great youth group song with actions, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, actions. Or kids' songs. Do you ever do... Big kids' songs. I know you, song. you had, like, youth group puppets and stuff. Did you ever do actions in, like, the Sunday morning main service? Um, Like, as a youth group? Uh, like, just in church? Oh, just in church. Maybe when it was, like, a kid's song or something. Um, I feel like something like Shine, Jesus, Shine. Yeah. Like, churches sang that and then did actions. We did actions at youth every now and then, but it was... I almost feel like it was more ironically than anything. Yeah. Um, but, you know, in the that context, you really enjoy it. So I feel like I, I have remember. like a vague memory of like, like, oh, God is an awesome God. I don't remember the actual oh, yeah, I feel like yeah. I remember doing that like in church. And maybe that was like. 
Maybe you were alone doing it. We also had like a signer who would sign worship. So maybe like my child brain was like actions. And I was just like copying the sign language. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of the actions for songs like these do are just just sign language. language, So So. anyways, but yeah. uh, Great song, probably. Philippians 4.4. That's that's kind of the the go to. But Romans 12. Actually, Romans is a lot to say about joy. I've realized I've Mm -hmm. been. I've been studying Romans and I've, I've been saying that for months, you might recall, but I've legitimately just been rereading and rereading it because there's so much and so much that I miss every time. But um, Romans 12, here I'll read these in, in order. Yes, Romans 12, 12 says, uh, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer. And then in verse 15, he says, rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who, who weep. Like we're constantly being told to to rejoice to have joy specifically in our hope to rejoice with people who are rejoicing uh, constantly there's a, a c.s lewis quote and i've i've always remembered this and i had to like google it to try and find the actual wording because i've been quoting it wrong for ages apparently oh. but he says uh, i think we all need uh, we all sin needlessly or yeah, we all sin, sin needlessly by disobeying the apostolic injunction to rejoice as much as by anything else. Mm-hmm. So. so, I mean, and you see that a lot in, uh, I mean, we mentioned John Piper before. He talks a lot mm-hmm. about joy um, in his books and his sermons and stuff. And you, you see that like one of the reasons um, in which we, the reasons why we disobey God is often because we don't have our joy in him. We're not rejoicing in mm-hmm. him. Um and we don't see that joy that comes from being in a relationship with him and, yeah. and the joy we should have for our salvation. Um, and when we lose sight of that is oftentimes when we start disobeying and doing all sorts of stuff we shouldn't do. Um, so, yeah. And so, I mean, it's one thing for, okay, scripture tells us to rejoice. We know mm-hmm. we should do it because we're commanded to, but... Where does where do I get that from? It's a joy. Where does joy come from? How well, do I rejoice? Well, we know from Galatians 5, uh, 22, 23 is the, the fruit of the spirit. I won't read them all, but we know that joy is a fruit of the spirit. It's something that comes from the Holy Spirit being and working in us. And I know um, I sort of talked about like pastors being like, you know, if you're sad, it's a sin. Don't be sad. Be joyful. But we see I, that's maybe more of like a, a legalistic or um, I don't know, like, I don't know if that's really fundy, but like a kind of a, you know, that spectrum mm-hmm. <laughs> way of approaching it. But we even see like so many motivational speakers and and preachers who almost are more just like motivational speakers who hold a Bible will tell you, you know, claim your joy. You just you just decide to be joyful. You look in the mirror and you say, I'm going to be joyful today and it makes it sound like it's something that comes from within you that you just you have it in you to be joyful you just need to seize that joy but mm-hmm. true meaningful joy the real joy that deep abiding satisfaction is something that's produced by the holy spirit as he causes us to to rejoice in god as you said to see the beauty of christ in the world and creation and also just in his word as we read it. Yeah. And I think that's a key thing. Like when you look at the fruit of the spirit, right? Um, people often are like, okay, fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, 
blah, 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 whatever else. <laughs> we do know them. We're just... Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I can quote them if you want. That's probably a song too. Um, love, joy, peace or whatever. You go down the list and <laughs> I know more than three. <laughs> but um, so often it's like take the verse from love. It's like, you got to be more loving because you're a Christian. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll try to be more loving. Oh, you got to be more patient because you're, you're a Christian. I'll be yeah. more patient. The fruit of the Spirit is saying is like those who have the Holy Spirit in them yeah. display these things. It's, it's produced, like, by, it's the produced by the Spirit in you. And I think that's a key thing to see. And um, so the other thing is to, to realize as well that it's not just like you can like grab joy from somewhere, mm-hmm. right? It's like actually something that the Spirit produces in you. So you can actually have joy as a Christian. Yeah. Um, even when you're having horrible times. Mm-hmm. And that's the amazing part of joy and, and the spirit is that he produces it in you, even in circumstances that suck, that are awful. Yeah. I love just uh, where you, you talked about like, um, oh, how did you word it? Like finally having joy, like a lot of our sin comes from not rejoicing in who God is, not having joy mm-hmm. in him. And uh, I I hadn't even really thought of that when i said like you know uh the sp- we true meaningful joy comes as the holy spirit causes us to see the beauty of christ like that that's actually huge and i think that's something that i can see in my life like i grew up in church i shared a bit of my, my story in our, our deconstruction episode which we'll have to re- redo someday now that we have better audio um yes but like talked about how like i grew up in church but wasn't really there and i think one thing that evidenced that is that heaven sounded so lame to me Mm -hmm. like this like get to spend time with god i'm like woo like (laughs) that doesn't sound there's gold there yeah but or even like on in like daily basis decisions we make like and this is something i do even even now is it as an, well, I mean, older, we, we get called young all the time, but like as an older than I was Christian, someone who's more um, confident in my knowledge of God, like I still have to make the decision. Sometimes I'm like, oh, Jesus is better than mm-hmm. what I want to do. Like there's a sinful thing that my like my passion, my heart is drawing me towards, but I, I know that I'll find greater joy and not sinning there's greater joy in in god and that's such a like it's a tough thing to understand if you don't know him yet yeah and that's where the power of the spirit really comes to play that the holy spirit reveals that yeah and and i think even kind of logically um i know jeff always mentions this illustration that i made in a sermon like a year ago and it's funny because he remembers it better than i do but basically (laughs) i said like we think about how could we find joy in giving glory to God? Why, why would that be joyful? But we get joy from giving glory to other things. Like when you look at beautiful mountains or a beautiful scene of you somewhere and you're like, wow, that's amazing. That's beautiful. You're getting joy in that and you're glorifying the view. Mm-hmm. So your joy is coming from glorifying that. Whereas now we think about how much greater the creator of those mountains, the creator of that view is going to be when we really grasp God and we admire him and we see him, we're going to have joy in that from admiring him. Same way we have 
joy in admiring a beautiful scene or a beautiful person or beautiful music or whatever else like we that's how we take joy in mm. glorifying someone or something else and i think something i'm just kind of thinking off the top of my head so stop me if i'm wrong but um stop oh no <laughs> i think one of the things you know, is like uh, what we're saying is joy comes from god like true lasting abiding joy comes from god mm-hmm. if you want that true joy um and so often what, what you'll see is that Christians can be joyful even in the worst of times because we have God and he's always with us. And you take your illustration and it's like, yeah, if I find joy in that like mountain scene, like eventually the sun's going to go down. I'm not going to be able to see it anymore mm-hmm. or the clouds are going to be there the next day and it's not going to be there. And so there's still that kind of limit to the amount of joy that you have in that. Um, when it comes to God, he's always with us and he's there to, to continue to remind us of the joy that he gives. Even in the midst of the trials, it's like he's shining through the, like mm-hmm. the cloudiness and he can continue to, to show us who he is and we can have our joy in him in that way. Um, which is something that's unique to the Christian. Like those who are not Christians cannot have that type of joy because they don't have God. Mm. Um, and going off of what you said as, as far as like having deep joy in, in our obedience to him and, and living for him, it's because that's what we were created to do. Yeah. So we find our greatest joy in doing what we were created to do, which is following God, worshiping him and, and glorifying him in our lives. Yeah. And that's where we kind of naturally went to our next point, which is just how do we experience real deep joy? And as we said, you know, seeing God's glory in creation, acknowledging beauty, uh, you know, appreciating the blessings that we have, like appreciating things like, like we can find a deeper joy. Like I can take greater joy in this coffee when I appreciate it as something from God mm-hmm. than I can. And just like, good job, Timber Train. Like it's, it's a deeper joy when, when we properly give God credit for even these little things. That's where gratitude is huge. And that was something that came out of, like I said, those years of, of study and journaling. That's something that yeah. a lot of joyful people are just thankful for everything mm-hmm. like and it's interesting because when i talk about prayer people will often say like there's one person who's like well i'm not going to pray like god uh let me not burn these eggs as i'm making breakfast i'm like well why not because then when you don't burn the eggs you have to thank him and then you're gonna it seems like mm-hmm. it's um then turns you to joy like even if i'm parking at walmart and i'm like oh god let me find a good parking spot then when i find a parking spot i'm like thanks god and <laughs> it becomes an opportunity for mm-hmm. joy that i found a parking spot whereas normally you just park a car yeah and you know and that's the thing where i mean even when you start seeing it in the little things like that like you know we pray before meals often mm-hmm. and it's like why do we pray for meals because we're acknowledging that um god is the one who's providing this for us like he provided the means for us to have the money to be able to purchase the food or grow the food if you have your own garden or something mm. Um, he's the one who caused this, the rain to come and for the sun to shine so that the food could grow so that we could have it, um, so that we could be nourished in our bodies. Um, appreciating even the little things like that is knowing that everything comes from God. Um, and that's where you can, uh, have joy even in the hardest times because it's like, man, there's like so much coming at me right now. I don't know what's going on, but I know that God is going to provide for me. And I don't know exactly how it's all going to work out, but, um, I can, you know, 
use my discernment, use my wisdom and the wisdom of, of others to find a way, the way in which I should go search the scriptures. And in that, um, I can live in complete joy knowing that God's going to take yeah. care of me. Yeah, that's a great, well, you said search the scriptures in there. And I think the means of grace, which is, you know, the word uh, read and preached prayer, baptism, Lord's Supper, these things are a great opportunity for joy. And often, you know, I talk about that, like how it's kind of gla glazed over or whatever, where we're like, yeah, you're sad. I'll just be happy. And people say, like, oh, just pray about it. Just read the Bible. And we're acting like it's like taking a pill. That, yeah. You know, if I just read the Bible, I'll instantly be joyful. But what it is, is that it, if, if we're reading it, actually reading it, it fixes our eyes on God, on yeah. who he is, on who we are, the position that we were in, which we talked about so much coming out of the Doctrines of Grace series, like that we were utterly hopeless sinners, that we did nothing, but he chose us and he loved us and he gave us a new name. Like that is a reason to rejoice and to be joyful and to have a deep satisfaction, even amidst trials, knowing that God chose us and has a future for us that mm -hmm. even, um, Oh, what was the wording in Romans eight? He says like these, these trials are basically are fleeting or incomparable in relation to the glory that is to come. Yeah. Like we, that's where the Bible and prayer and these things are helpful. It's not just like, uh, I'm sad. God help me to not be sad. Oh, cured. It's that it, it focuses us on him, the real yeah. source of our joy. And that's the important distinction to make is like, um, one of the things in the Christian life is like, it's not like, you know, you pray and then all of a sudden you feel joyful. Like you can practice, you can practice these things like reading the word, uh, going to the Lord in prayer and everything. And after you're like, well, I don't feel any better. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't feel any happier or anything like that. But taking that time to do that um, will will help you in your search for joy even. And even asking God for joy. Like, like I'm really struggling right now with uh, the situations around me and I need your joy. Um, just please help me with that. And mm. it's not like immediately it's going to happen. But there's been times where I've like prayed that or or read something in the Bible and then few days later, weeks later, even months later, looking back on things, you're like, oh, that's how he sustained me through this, this yeah. time. Um, times where you don't know like what you're doing, where you're going. Um, you know, it's kind of cliche, but you can look back on it and be like, oh, that's how God like provided for me in that moment. That's where, where he was leading me. Yeah. Um, and he sustained me through that. And it's a, a means for greater joy to continue on. Yeah, I think we see that that joy is often associated like with sorrow, with pain. Mm -hmm. And it's because of because of hope, like uh, Romans 12, 12, I read, it starts rejoice and hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer. We, we have joy in the hope that we have in the gospel of God's promises are working themselves out because uh, joy can be steady when it's found in those things, it's not grounded in our circumstances and worldly pleasures, those fleeting things. And those are like, it is okay to take joy. We'll get more into it next week. Um, maybe we should just call it, is it okay to be happy? Um, but, <laughs> like, like it's, you can take joy in God's creation. He made everything and he said, it is good. Mm -hmm. It only becomes wrong when we're taking joy in sin or in things that are making us worse and less like him. But, but 
when our joy is in, in him and those deeper things, when it's in our hope for salvation, it's a joy that endures through, through pain um, because it transcends our, our situation because it, it gives us a peace. It puts us in a, a place where we, we really are ready to experience joy where we're, when we come out of these tribulations and we're, we're, we're stronger to endure them. And then when we come out of them, we, we can give credit where it's due. Yeah. And I think it's also freeing as well because it's not based on you. Mm-hmm. Like if my joy is only in my job um, and I do an awful job one day, yeah. like there goes my joy. Um, if it's based on uh, my grades or like my performance or my education or whatever, the moment I get like a D, I'm going to be really sad and mm-hmm. upset. But if it's found in God who provides for all, for us in all things, then even when you get the D on your test, you can know, okay, maybe I should have worked a little harder or whatever, but yeah. like that's not going to ruin my joy. Um, even when you have a horrible day at work, you're like, okay, there's tomorrow still. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I'll, I'll go back tomorrow and I'll, I'll do my best. My joy is not in like my performance at work. It's in, in God and in yeah. what he does. And like, I, this is the thing, like, it's not easy, like, because it's a, a complete change in your mindset, similar to the zeal, um, like we talked about, but it's a posture and a mindset to experience this, this joy in God. And we have to be open to that. And we have to be really comes to down to trusting in, in God, um, mm-hmm. using the things like the means of grace to, to get to that point. Um, it's why James says in uh, James 1, 2 through 4, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet various or trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness mm-hmm. and let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. So count it all joy because when trials come, it's a testing of your faith for sure, but that produces endurance or steadfastness. Yeah. And if you let that have its full effect, then that will make you mature. It'll make you perfect, complete, lacking in nothing, mm-hmm. right? Going through that trial, God can use that to um, bolster your faith and make it stronger and show you your need for him and how he provides for us as well. Yeah, I think it, like sorrow and trials can be powerful too in that like just as as guys and like, I don't know about your your where you grew up, but where I grew up is sort of like a, a rural area it's like a man's man culture like every guy drives trucks and shoots deer and like whatever yes and when you're in a hard time it's like oh i gotta tough it up and i gotta endure and get through this on my strength but really when we in that sorrow realize our dependence on god we can find a, a real strength and a real joy in that yeah it's so much better than thinking i have to get through this on my own strength on my own power yeah. And ultimately it comes to, um, for us as, as believers looking to Jesus, um, who was our perfect example of it. Mm-hmm. Um, Hebrews 12, one and two, I'll just read it. it says, um, therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us also lay aside every encumbrance and sin, which so easily entangles us and let us run with endurance, the race that is set before us fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame 
and he has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So the writer of Hebrews specifically points us to Jesus who endured trials, who endured suffering and pain and just everything involved in the cross, the wrath of God taken on him, our sins put on him, the beating, the the physical beatings, everything. But it says he endured it for the joy that was set before him Mm -hmm. because he saw God's purposes in, in the suffering. He, he saw that what it would accomplish, which is the salvation of his people. Um, So for that joy that was set before him, he endured the suffering and the cross and then was exalted, sat down at the right hand of of God. And and the writer of Hebrews says to look to him in that example and do the same as well, lay aside any sin or encumbrance and run this race with endurance, even through trial and tribulation Mm. to the joy set before you, which is in your salvation in Christ here on this earth and in the end when we meet him. And I think that's why Paul can say, I mentioned Romans 8 already. I'll actually just read it so I don't screw it up. But Romans 8, 18, he can say, for I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. Like that's sort of, that was the mindset Hebrews is saying Jesus had that he looked ahead to what, what he was accomplishing. And we can, because of that, do the same, that we can look ahead to what Christ has accomplished for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to close us off, um, how do we seek real, meaningful, deep joy that actually lasts and is abiding? Um, we find it in his word, find it in uh, community mm. with other believers um, in the church. Uh, we find it in our salvation. Yeah. Um, and we can receive it in the, the means of grace. We can receive it in his creation, all these things. Um, God gives to us so that we can have our joy. Coffee. Tacos. Sure. Survivor. Uh, Yes. Yeah. Hopefully the next season's good. Oh, I'm I'm so excited. It brings me joy. (laughs) But fleeting joy because it won't last forever. We're going to start another podcast where we just talk about Survivor. (laughs) We should. I feel like we should do one where we like assess people who like make gospel proclamations on Survivor. (laughs) Because there's so many... We've seen like there's so many where people were like there's what's this guy's name Mike something where he's like Mike how did you uh, you came in here and you really didn't care what anyone thought and you're a real jerk to everyone how did how do you find that and he's like well Jeff I can be that way because Jesus Christ died for my sins I'm like huh (laughs) excuse me people on survivor um do not go to them for your theology yeah, please. so our new podcast the theology of survivor <laughs> what it tells us about life and godliness anyways thanks for listening if, if you would like to see our survivor podcast come to fruition uh, please leave a comment below and let us know about that also yeah. like this video share with your friends with your mothers leave us a review on uh, podcast apps yeah anything else i I don't i don't know thanks for being here if you're still listening wow (laughs) yeah we appreciate you thank you so much next week tune in because we're continuing on in our amazingly planned out series about what'd you call it how to be happy or are we allowed to be happy (laughs) how to be happy are we we'll see next week all your questions will be answered who knows (laughs) 